Hi, I'm TJ Gilroy, your host for the Transformers Podcast, where I'll show you that life is not about struggle, it's about transformation. The master key to unlocking all of the security, confidence, control, and success you've always been looking for comes from developing your special God-given gift. But how do you find your gift? How do you develop it? And how do you employ it? The answer to all these questions are found in the process of transformation. Transformation is not complicated and the process is easier than you could imagine. Are you ready to become a transformer? Then let's get started. Today's episode is called Two Groups, Separate and Unequal, but it's probably not what you're thinking. This is actually a quote from a guy named David Blankenhorn, so here it goes. The United States is a nation divided into two groups, separate and unequal. The two groups work in the same economy, speak the same language, and have the same national history, but they live fundamentally divergent lives. One group receives benefits, physiological, social, economic, educational, and moral, that are denied to the other group. The primary fault line dividing the two groups is not race, religion, class, education, or gender. It's patrimony. One group consists of those adults who grew up with the daily presence and provision of fathers. The other group consists of those who did not. By 2025, the two groups will be the same size. So what's the point? Well, tonight, about 40% of American children will go to sleep in homes in which their fathers do not live. Before they reach the age of 18, more than half of our nation's children will spend a significant portion of their childhoods living apart from their fathers. Never before in this country have so many children been voluntarily abandoned by their fathers. Okay, so actually, David Blankenhorn predicted that back in 1995 when he wrote the book Fatherless America, and it's already come true. And if you don't live in America and think this doesn't apply to you or affect you, well, guess again. It may be more visible in America, but the problem is worldwide. So let's talk about some symptoms. Our age is rife with real, urgent, and pressing issues, but none of them is as big a problem as the father fracture. A father fracture occurs when you had a bad or no relationship with your father. It creates a void in your identity that has far-reaching implications and effects, and a father fracture is the root cause of all the following things. It's the root cause of fear, poverty, anger, promiscuity, immorality, lack of respect, disregard for authority in the law, low productivity, lack of trust, lack of confidence, low self-esteem, depression, loneliness, dependence, inability to make decisions, and lack of commitment. The group that Blankenhorn described as those adults who grew up with the daily presence and provision of a father experienced a life that the other group, those without a father, doesn't even know exists. You know, your father's supposed to be your source of protection, your source of provision, and your source of trust. 
He's supposed to teach you how to play, how to take risks, and how to empathize with others. He's supposed to love you unconditionally, providing you with confidence in who you are and giving you real self-worth. At least half of you that are hearing this right now have never experienced those things from a father. You're at a serious disadvantage. But the problem can't be solved by being angry, resentful, or envious of those who were provided for by their fathers. So here's a couple of suggestions for you. If you exhibit any of the symptoms of a father fracture mentioned above, here's some things I think you might be able to do. Number one, recognize that your issues are not your fault. Your dad blew it, not you. Number two, recognize your identity has a void in it. What your father was supposed to fill, whether it was confidence, self-worth, love, acceptance, etc., that void, it's still there. It still needs to be filled. You have a choice as to how you're going to fill your father fracture. You can do one of three things. You can ignore the problem, which is what most people will do, but most people don't know what you have already heard, and they don't know what the real issue is, so they have an excuse, but you don't because you've heard all this now. There's no real option for you that has to do with just ignoring the problem. The second option might be you can fill it with anger at your father or the system. It seems that there are a lot of angry people in the world today. Many are angry and they don't even know why. Choosing to remain angry when you know the root of your anger will not solve anything. So that's not really a good choice either. So the third one is you can fill the void with the only real source of unconditional love. You know, no living person can do for you what your father was supposed to do for you, which was to point you to the source of your provisional love, which was your father, God. That's what your dad was really supposed to do. You know, it's really difficult to understand the love that God has if your dad set a bad example. But no matter how bad your dad blew it, your father is still waiting for you, your heavenly father. He's waiting for you with open arms. I realize these suggestions may not be easy to follow. After all, who wants to admit they don't know what they've been missing? Well, it might help you to know that you're not alone and that the problem isn't new. As I mentioned, about half the population has grown up in a father-absent home for at least some portion of their life, and nobody had a perfect father. But the efforts to separate children from their fathers have risen steadily over the past few decades. It has always been a focus of tyrannical regimes to get people to trust the state for all their needs instead of their fathers. The issue came to a head in America in the mid-1950s when Congress felt a need to make a public statement as to who we should put our trust in. A law was unanimously passed by the 84th Congress and approved by the President on July 30, 1956 that declared, In God We Trust is the new national motto of the United States. In God We Trust was first used on paper money in 1957 and is a constant reminder that God is the only one who is trustworthy. Not the state, not your education, not your race, not your economic condition, and not your denomination. If you now recognize that you have a father fracture and 
would like a constant reminder of who you can and should trust, try keeping a quarter in your pocket. Ladies, I know you've got pockets too, so you can do this as well. When you need to remember to trust God, just look at the face of the coin and read the words, in God we trust. It's a reminder that your father loves you and wants you to trust him. Thanks for listening to the Transformers Podcast. Please visit www.tjgilroy.com if you would like to know more about becoming a Transformer, reading a transcript of this episode as a blog post, or checking out TJ's three books, Employ Your Gift, The Father Fracture, and The Purpose Master Key. You can find them at www.tjgilroy.com. Thank you.